0: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to a special episode of the Plant Power People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. Today, we are doing a bonus episode of sorts, an episode that we both felt was important to come on here and talk about with everything going on with the coronavirus and how that's impacting everyone's lives and everyone's ability to eat food (laughs) and go to the grocery store, go grocery shopping. And beyond, we wanted to cover that today. I was a little bit
1: skeptical and on the fence when I first heard of the coronavirus. And over the past few weeks, I have come to understand how serious it is, not only because I follow the news pretty closely, but because I've been trying to make sure that we have everything in our home to feed ourselves, to clean ourselves, and suit all of our basic needs. And I guess going to the grocery store maybe a week ago made me a little bit nervous. And so when I asked Michelle if she would be interested in doing this episode, I had that nervousness in mind and I
0: imagined a lot of you did as well. Yeah, it's actually something we've been getting a lot of questions on on the internet is like, Kay, can you provide a list of what we should be getting for pantry items, grocery shopping items, things like that? Obviously, everyone is talking about this and people... Are seeming to need help. So, we wanted to take the time to do this to help you guys.
1: Yes. So, I was at the grocery store and I thought, oh my gosh, what do I need? And that is a little bit what we want to talk to you about today things that you can stock your pantry with, some shopping tips that we've learned through experiencing all of the wild times at the grocery stores and
0: online shopping, and more. So, I mean, when it comes to shopping, actually, Tony, you had... First of all, guys, Tony and I are recording in separate places for the first time ever on our podcast. It's, it's a weird feeling, but we are social distancing. At this point, we are staying home, hunkering down, not really leaving the house and you know, following recommendations and just being safe for ourselves and for the community. And it was like, I think last week that Tony, you mess- you called me and you were like, hey, Michelle, you should go to the, or you should do your grocery shopping now because shelves are being emptied and just it seems a lot more concerning and just real than everything we were reading just online, which was just uncertainty. And at that point, I started trying to do some online shopping. And now it's to the point where you can't even online shop. Like the stores that I was, I would go on Amazon and order things for delivery through Amazon's like whole food delivery program. And now, I do that and it won't even allow me to check out. So just opportunities to get food to our homes is starting to shut down. <sighs> yeah. And to do it in a way that's safe for
1: us and not putting us at risk or putting others at risk if you may be infected and and sometimes people aren't even displaying symptoms. And so they may not know that going out to the grocery store could be problematic. So. Michelle mentioned online shopping and she told me about it. I've never done the online shopping. I really love going to the grocery store and picking up the food myself. And I went to the Walmart website and they have free pickup over $30 of groceries purchased. And they also have a $10 delivery fee. And I I went and I spent a ton of time picking the perfect grocery shopping list for hunkering down. And by the time I got there to the checkout, nothing I had was available and they wouldn't even deliver to my house. It was so frustrating. And I know Michelle had a similar experience as
0: well. Yeah, yep, same thing. So all of these opportunities to shop are sort of shutting down, which makes it so important that when you do go to the store, you wanna make sure that you're gonna be getting all of the things that you need, things that are shelf stable, things that will last you, things that will cover you for breakfast, for lunch, dinner, snacks everything that you're going to need while you're at home and that you don't come home and think, oh, shoot, I wish i had gotten these things or find yourself sort of in in a pinch in case grocery shopping does either stay this difficult or continue to potentially even get more and more difficult as the virus continues to spread through the United States.
1: And if you do have access to online grocery shopping, one thing that you can do is do a test, a test checkout, maybe put one or two things in your cart and go through the checkout process to make sure that there are times available so that you're not investing so much of your time doing the grocery shopping and then having it not work out. I did find a grocery store local to me that is now focusing nearly all of their resources on pickup or delivery. And I know that they're mass hiring and making it a real priority so that people aren't exposed. So check your grocery stores. You can even give them a call to make sure that these services are available to you.
0: Yeah, and a lot of grocery stores are adjusting their hours. Some of them are making the first hour um, available to more senior citizens and then they're often closing earlier so that the staff has time to disinfect and, and all of that. So be sure to, yeah, call ahead and be safe. So what to buy? We
1: have come up with some things that we feel are versatile ingredients that hold up well longer term in the household.
0: Yeah. And I actually am glad that we waited a few days before recording this because I've had the situation of grocery shopping, what I expected that I needed and wanted, and now seeing what I'm running out of and what I wish I had purchased more of. And it gives me an even better sense of like, if I were to do this again, or the next time I go to the grocery store, exactly what I want to buy. So let's start with breakfast. We have a few kind of categories of food that will cover you for breakfast. Things like like smoothies, oatmeal, tofu scrambles, cereals, things like that. So number one on my list are bananas. They tend to be in stock in grocery stores from what I've seen. So getting a ton of banana, then bring them home. And as soon as they start to get spotty, freeze them yourself. And these can be used not only for smoothies, for, for smoothie bowls. You can use them to top oatmeal. You can even blend frozen bananas and use that for ice cream as a nice dessert treat. So there's a lot of different things that you can do with bananas. Highly recommend that, as well as other frozen fruit. I've started buying, not like the little bags of frozen fruit, but like the big monster bags of frozen strawberries and frozen blueberries and frozen mango. Those are my three go-tos. And those are things that I'm already running out of. I thought I had bought, I thought I had overpurchased that and it does take up room and room in your freezer, but I'm having a smoothie almost every single day. And I'm already wishing I had bought more.
1: I want to go back to bananas for a second and talk about how, one, they're so inexpensive. And two, when I go to the grocery store, I usually buy, if this is an option, I usually buy ripe bananas, so yellow bananas, and then also as green as I can get them so that it does give me a little bit more of a window to eat them fresh. So that's my my
0: tip. That's a great tip. And also, I'm going to share this because not everybody knows when you go to freeze bananas, first you want to peel them and also chop them. um, And that will enable them to be easily blended. But don't freeze your bananas with peels, people. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: So we also have on our list oats. Oats are probably the thing that we eat for breakfast most in our house. They're again, very inexpensive and versatile. You can do all kinds of different things. You can even make savory oats. You could do overnight oats. And what I like about them is working from home. I know a lot of people are now working from home. It makes it so that in the morning, you aren't spending a lot of time making breakfast for your family. Maybe you have your kids at home and maybe you and your partner at home. You could grab breakfast for the whole team and not invest a lot of time when you could be getting ready for work.
0: Yeah. And just a quick note on oats. I know a lot of people make them on the stovetop, but as I see it, that's just an extra pan to clean. I literally just take a bowl, throw in some oats, throw in some frozen fruit, which I will be stocked up on, and some water or soy milk, almond milk, whatever type of milk. And just stick it in the microwave for a couple of minutes and it is good to go. I top it with maple syrup because mm, maple syrup is life and also shelf stable, <laughs> sort of refrigerator stable.
1: I am not joking. I usually keep in maybe 10 to 20 blocks of tofu at our house at any given time, <laughs> even when it's not a pandemic. So I love tofu. That is also a versatile ingredient. You can make breakfast, snacks. You can make little bites. You can put it in a great number of savory dishes. And so it also holds up well and it freezes well. And in my opinion, freezing it even creates a better texture. So all you'll have to do is freeze it and then thaw it and use it as you would, except it will retain a little bit moisture because it creates air pockets within the tofu. And when I buy tofu, I
0: make sure it's extra firm. So that is one that's on my list. I'm so jealous because I have for a week now and looking for tofu when I try and do my online orders. And it is sold out everywhere, at least you know, many of the varieties are. So if you can get your hands on tofu, I agree. That's a super, super good one. Tony might have people like trying to buy it off you on the black market.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at my grocery list, doing my bills from last month. And it says on there, 15 packages of tofu. And this was before any of the crazy times at the grocery stores happened. So I just love tofu.
0: Yeah. I saw Colleen Patrick Goudreau, one of our past guests had posted a video about all the bananas she bought. And she was like, people, I'm not hoarding. I'm not like trying to get all the bananas because the coronavirus, this is literally what I buy every week. (laughs) Same thing with tofu for you, Tony. All right. Shelf-stable plant-based milk, soy milk or milk or anything like that. You can get them in those aseptic packages and they will last for months on the shelves. So that's really great to have. But if you do have a high powered blender, especially in a nut milk bag, you can actually make your own nut milk from nuts and water. So it's really simple. It takes just a few minutes and that way you have it on hand and you are taking up less room in your pantry because you're just going to add water.
1: Do you have a recipe for that on World of Vegan? Ooh, I think I don't you think- do. I have a video, how to bake it. I think so. We'll include that in the show notes. Yep. It's very easy and you'll probably continue on the habit even after this is all over of making your own. Also, there are a few places to get discounted milks, a variety, oat, almond. I got mine at the Dollar Tree store. I got some soy milk at the Dollar Tree store because it was all out at the regular grocery store. And I also got, a few at Grocery Outlet. grocery outlet. So if you have any discount grocery stores, check them out. Oftentimes, people are going to places like Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, the bigger grocery stores, and the smaller places aren't as crowded.
0: That's a great tip. And then to go with plant milk, cereals, the great American staple breakfast. Obviously, they're shelf-stable shelf for ages and um, an easy thing to have on hand for really quick and easy breakfasts. And if you are, are having cereal with some soy milk, soy milk will give it a nice dose of protein. You could throw on some dried fruit for some little fruit perk. You can even toss in some raw oats or and bananas, anything like that, even nuts. Tony, yeast? Tommy. Ew. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> no. Nutritional yeast.
1: I meant flax seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ground flax seeds. Flax seeds, goji berries. nutritional yeast. Um, (laughs) what did i teach you michelle what did you
0: teach me you said
1: tony taught me and then i cut you off with some gross what did tony
0: teach me anyway that's okay sorry i cut you off that's okay (laughs) all right so that's breakfast hopefully that uh keeps you keeps you solid that's pretty much what we eat for breakfast all the time anyway so not really any sacrifice and you can just kind of adjust to make sure you're getting frozen fruit rather than fresh fruit so that it lasts a lot longer. Four mains, so things that you can have for lunch and dinner. First, if you have not yet invested in an
1: Instant Pot, I highly recommend it. Now is the time. It'll save you so much energy and and time in the kitchen because although we're recommending canned beans, canned beans have been pretty limited at the grocery stores. I tried to order them online at a place I found will deliver to my house and I can only order two at a time. So they're now limiting quantities purchased. So you can buy as many pounds of dried beans as you want and they're very easy to cook in your instant pot or even slow cooker or stovetop if you have a lot of time to monitor it. All you have to do is put Your beans, we'll say a pound, and then three times the amount of water and a little bit of salt. And in an Instant Pot, if you're doing, let's say pinto, I would do probably 35 minutes with a slow release. So easy peasy.
0: Yeah. And on the Instant Pot website, they have a little cooking timetable that tells you how to cook each different type of grain or bean or legume, lentil, anything like that. So I pretty much, even if I've made something a hundred times, I'm always going to their website to check that timetable. And we do get asked a lot what type of Instant Pot we recommend. So we'll include a link to the ones that we have over on the show notes. And then moving on to the obvious staple, rice, which is now getting particularly hard to find at grocery stores. And uh, quinoa, uh, any sort of grains, even like like barley or farro, anything like that um, is a great grain that you can top with some like a roasted veggie stir fry using frozen veggies. So if you pick up some frozen veggies, uh, that's a great meal. Maybe some marinades, some shelf-stable marinades. I love myself. Island teriyaki marinade. Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) Spices up any meal. But yeah, so between rice or grain and veggies, there's a delicious meal right there.
1: And there are a lot of people who don't remember some less obvious dried proteins that are very inexpensive. Some of them can be around 68 cents per pound or 78 cents per pound, like black-eyed peas, lentils, split peas. And it's a really great time to start being creative in the kitchen if you can with some of those less obvious ingredients. Another recommendation is pasta and pasta sauce. seems so obvious, but it's something that I don't think of all the time because I'm vegan for a long time and it's been the thing that everyone has fed me for the past 13 years that I don't tend to make it often on my own. But pasta and pasta sauce, just throw in some of those frozen veggies. You can also put in some cannellini beans for some protein or some crumbled tofu. And that's a good and expensive meal that will be shelf
0: stable. That's what I had for dinner tonight. Yeah. And then as you were talking about barley, farro, split peas, lentils, things like that, you can of course make those on their own, but I love throwing those in soups. So I just load up my Instant Pot. (laughs) Not sponsored, but please sponsor us, Instant Pot. That would be awesome. (laughs) But yeah, I I love making soups. I don't use a recipe. I just throw in a ton of ingredients, tons of water and bouillon, which is another must-have at this time because it lasts forever for ages. You can either get the little cubes of vegetable bouillon or you can get the little jars of better than bouillon. And then you have soup at the ready all the time. And at this time when our pantries are probably stuffed full, hoarding a bunch of veggie broth packages is going to take up a lot of room and just be kind of difficult in that sense. So getting bouillon and just using water from the tap instead is a much much better option. And it's more eco-friendly too. That's another thing I usually have 15
1: packs of. (laughs) (laughs) So I love, love, love soup. Michelle and I both have recipes for all kinds of soups on our website. So if you are new
0: to cooking soup from scratch, let us help you. It is our thing. Yes, it is. We love soup. And I have a a recipe video showing my favorite go-to like dump in a lot of things, soup in the Instant Pot specifically if you're if you're wondering about that, we will link all that in the show notes. I actually ate a split pea soup barley,
1: uh, split pea barley soup tonight in, from the Instant barley. Pot.
0: Barley is so good. For the longest time, I'd never had barley, but it's like extra chewy. It's almost like a like pasta in your soup. It's so good.
1: Yeah, and it's only 58 cents per pound at the grocery store. That's really awesome, nice. Awesome, awesome, awesome.
0: Okay, snacks. Okay, my favorite snack lately, I have been obsessed with these, are dates, like if you get those Sort of fresh medjool dates. You can split them apart, take out the pit, fill them with peanut butter, sprinkle them with maybe some chocolate chips if you have them on hand, and freeze them. And so you prep them once, and then you have these decadent, kind of protein-packed sweet treats at the ready in the freezer. And then you eat them frozen, and they're they're just so delicious.
1: If you follow Michelle on Instagram, you'll probably have seen them and have drooled over her dates with. Peanut butter. We also eat a lot of nuts and seeds at our house, and often I make little trail mix. I'll put in a few chocolate chips and some dried fruit and a variety of nuts and seeds. Seeds that are inexpensive are sunflower seeds. Uh, Mix those with some peanuts and maybe a higher end nut, like, uh, I don't know, almonds or pecans. And it's a really, really
0: delicious treat that even kids love. And then another obvious go-to, chips and salsa, which you can keep in your pantry for ages. If the coronavirus comes and goes, you'll always have an opportunity to eat them in the future. So it's always nice getting those things that you know will never go bad. And then on to sweets. I love myself a sweet treat (laughs) and going to be hard to run to a bakery. That's not going to happen. And especially to find vegan pre-made baked goods is much more difficult at this time. So now is the fun time to wrap on that apron and and start baking some awesome vegan, vegan cookies, vegan baked goods, whatever. So getting an egg replacer is a great thing because a lot of people are like, what am I going to do to get my fresh eggs? Well, if you use vegan egg replacer, that is all pretty much self-stable. You can use flack, ground flax seeds and water and a bunch of other things that we can link to an egg replacer article for you guys. So you can see the options there, but having a good egg replacer on hand is great. And then just other baking staples, of course, flour, sugar, all that stuff. Chocolate chips. Don't forget chocolate, chocolate chips. chips. Definitely. And one thing, if you can find it, which it might be kind of difficult right now, but for butter. I love getting the Earth Balance baking sticks because they make baking a million times easier. I hate trying to measure out butter from a container. Oh <laughs> my to gosh. shove it in the measuring cups. After we had already
1: tested 1,000 recipes for our upcoming cookbook, I told Michelle, I'm so over trying to measure butter from a top, like a little container. And she's like, Wait, you didn't use the the butter baking sticks? <laughs> and I felt so silly because I didn't one, I didn't even know that they existed. And two, duh, like why wouldn't they?
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually never knew that they that those butters wrapped in baking sticks. I thought that's just like how butter came, that you'd like sit it on the counter and that's just how they packaged it. But now as a now that I do a ton more baking, I realize these have a purpose, people. They are pre-measured out. You just have to slice off at the exact point and then drop it in your recipe and you're good. And yeah, we have a ton of amazing baking recipes for you guys on both Plant Based on a Budget and World to Vegan. So we can link to some of our favorites there, but just have the staples and you can always, you know, whip up some chocolate chip cookies or whatever. And also when you're baking things, bake things that you're able to freeze. So I've been baking muffins and freezing them. I've been baking cookies and freezing them. Yeah, you can freeze a lot of things, but a cake or something like that is going to be harder. So look for things that you can freeze and make last for a long time so you don't have to constantly be baking.
1: We want to talk about DIY because as we mentioned, grocery store shelves are being emptied and some things you can make at your house, like peanut butter. I found unsalted roasted peanuts at both Winco and Sprouts and there, there were a ton of them and they were on sale. And all you have to do is throw maybe we'll say two cups or three cups of peanuts into either a food processor or a high powered blender if you have one and let it go
0: until it starts turning into a butter. And it's like magic watching it happen. It's such a beautiful scene. That's awesome. I have never done it before because I've been intimidated by the cleanup process afterwards. How does that go
1: down, Tony? You know, I have a Vitamix and it, it is a pain in the butt because the little blades they're not removable, so it gets stuck under the blade. But if you have a food processor, I also have a food processor, which I got for my wedding, which is so wonderful. And the blade is removable. And so it's a much easier cleanup
0: process. Yeah, that's great. And then other DIYs we mentioned before, making your own nut milks. Um, you can make your own bread, pizza dough. Hey, Michelle. Freeze your own produce, yeah. I know Colleen, again, Colleen Patrick-Goudreau, is all about,
1: soy milk. Have you ever made soy milk with soybeans? I have not. I think
0: it requires special soy milk making tools. Okay. All right. Just asking. But if anyone's interested in that, check out Colleen Patrick Goudreau's resources or just Google (laughs) making your own soy milk. And Tony makes her own bread all the time. I make it much less frequently, but now I'm tempted to start because that is one of the things that if you're not buying them fresh or using all your freezer space and refrigerated space for bread, uh, we go through it really fast in our house. so I'm already to the point where I'm like, all right, maybe we should start making some bread.
1: It's also really hard to find bread. We went to a couple grocery stores looking for bread and it it wasn't available but we were able to buy flour and all you need is four ingredients for a basic bread. there is a it's called free-formed bread on plant-based on a budget. That's really easy and it doesn't require a
0: bread machine. That's awesome. And the other thing is if you're working from home, which a lot of us are now, bread is tends to be annoying to me because there's such a long wait. When I want bread, I, it's like six hours before I'll get to eat it. But when you're working from home, you can start the process, just let it sit, do its thing and yeah, be there during the day when you need to step back in.
1: That's a good idea. Pizza dough is the same. You have to let it rise a little bit, but also very easy to make. Then freezing your own produce, it's not on the top of my mind unless it's going bad. But now that there is a lot more fresh produce than there is frozen produce at the grocery store, I've been looking for produce that's going to freeze well. And I find that that's surprisingly kale. I throw kale in my smoothies. Kale goes bad pretty quickly in the in the refrigerator, but in the freezer, not so not so quickly. Broccoli, asparagus. Michelle, do you have any favorites that you freeze? Bananas. <laughs>
0: That's pretty much all I freeze. I almost never get fresh oh, fruit and berries. freeze it because it's usually more expensive, but yeah, you could do berries. That's self-explanatory. You guys can figure that out. But yeah, freezing your own produce, keep that in mind when you're at the grocery store as an option.
1: I'll say do a quick Google search before you Decide to freeze it. Some veggies required require blanching first, so make sure you just double check to make sure that it's not going to go bad in the freezer.
0: That's a really good idea. Don't go freezing your tomatoes. (laughs) Yep. Um, I also want to say with grocery shopping, if there are things that you can't find, or even outside of that, there's a lot of great small companies or just bigger companies that sell their products on their website. So for example, if you can't find plant-based milk at the grocery store, you could look at Elmhurst's website, which makes nut milk and they are now doing like sales where they'll ship their milks directly to your door. So if you're going to be buying a big stash of something anyway, you can support these companies directly and bypass the supermarket. Um and that goes not just with milks, but anything that you're going to be buying a big stash of, you can often go directly to the company. That's a good tip too.
1: Okay, so I think that that covers most of what to eat, how to shop, but we also wanted to give some uplifting and positive ways that you can feel less sad. (laughs) These are some things that have helped us and we're hoping that we can spread that love and positivity onward.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the first one that is probably the most obvious one, but it's just using this opportunity to connect more. If you have more time or you're stuck at home and you're not sure what to do and you're feeling anxious about not being around people, connect more via phone or text message or video chat. A few directions that that
1: can go into as well. Tonight, I played a game with my husband's friends from the East Coast. So we wouldn't even have ever thought to connect with a group of us to play a game. We played Scattergories and it was so nice to spend two hours just chatting, laughing, and playing a game. And it Kind of released us of all of the fear and worried feelings that we've been struggling with. I love that. That's one way. And then one of our friends is in a band and unfortunately all of their gigs have been canceled. So they have been hosting virtual concerts where either someone will just play the guitar or sing or you can request songs and you pay $5 or $10 or whatever you can afford to watch them play this private well, it's i guess it's not private because it's virtual but uh it, it's just a way that you can support your friends who may be struggling financially because of having all of their gigs canceled yeah
0: the It's a really good thought. And then there's also like if you're home with your family or your partner or you're living with people, so you have that camaraderie and, you know, really taking the time to connect within that small group of your closest people is beautiful. But for those who are living maybe alone or living a bachelor life or whatever, just they don't have that built-in community in their direct home and they truly are alone. One thing that I used to do was have um, virtual cooking sessions with my birth father on the nights where my husband was out of was out of town, we would call each other, we'd pick a recipe and we'd talk on the phone using our like cordless headphones and cook together, eat our meal, and sometimes even watch a video watch a movie together remotely. So there's so much that you can do over the phone or video or FaceTime or anything like that. And I encourage you all to to use those tools that are we're so fortunate are available now that enable us to connect even when we can't be physically together.
1: Another way you can spread this kindness is there are certain vulnerable populations which are really 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 on lockdown. Maybe they live in a nursing facility or for example my in-laws are in their 70s and so we're going to have a virtual dinner date. They usually have a pretty social life now that they're retired and they have canceled all of their travel plans. They've canceled all of their volunteer work and dinner dates and they're just at home and it's a very change of pace for them. So I've been making a point to call on a daily basis just to check in, make sure they're happy. And, um, and then we're also going to have a virtual dinner date, which I don't think they've ever done before. <laughs> so yeah, if you know anybody who is going to be really impacted, and and are very, very at risk. A special care goes out to them.
0: Yeah, and especially anyone who is in the hospital. I know my grandma's in the hospital right now and none of our family can go visit her. My my grandpa, who they've never been apart ever before, can't go see her. And it's just, it's really heartbreaking to be alone in an already vulnerable state. And so, yeah, please, please reach out to the people that you know and are in your life during this time. The next one I'll talk about
1: because I'm in the process of doing it. It is foster an animal. Now that my husband and I have had all of our plans canceled for the next few months and maybe beyond that, we are, are doing something we've wanted to do, which is provide a foster home to an animal who is stuck in a shelter. And we have, have the space. We just didn't have the time. And now we do. So what I've done... Was at first, I reached out to all of the pit bull organizations, but then quickly found they need longer term commitments. And we can only really seriously, realistically offer two to three months. And we'll see beyond that. And so, the best option, if you're like us, is a local shelter, like a city shelter or a county shelter. And they have Either immediate placement. So if they have an emergency placement, they'll call you right away and you can foster them for a few days or a couple weeks, or maybe a mother and her puppies while they're weaning. And then what we're doing is we're going to meet a few dogs, which is an option, and see who is going to fit best with us
0: personality wise. That's awesome. And just a special thank you to anyone who does work in the animal care field. Obviously, they just can't be left. So you fall into the population of people who has to continue your job (laughs) despite the risks. So thank you for everyone who is being out there for the animals right now. Next on our list is watch good documentaries. This is a perfect opportunity if you're hungered at home to learn, expand your mind, and yeah, get some new information and topics into your brain and mind and knowledge base. Some obvious ones are What the Health that Tony was featured in, Forks Over Knives. Game Changers. Game Changers, yeah. And there's a lot more. I have a whole roundup of the best plant-based or vegan documentaries, animal, animal protection documentaries over on World of Vegan. So we'll link that in the show notes if you guys are looking for some options. Don't forget Seven Days. Ah, yes, our our documentary. <laughs> it won't take up too much of your time, but uh 7daysdoc.com will definitely give you some inspiration.
1: Michelle, do you want to talk about the other documentary you just watched?
0: Uh, I just watched Pandemic on Netflix, which is very timely if you're looking to learn more about what the heck is going on with the pandemic and how this may impact your life. I do recommend it there is animal experimentation in there, so I want to give that disclaimer but you'll learn a lot. And it was a very informative watch.
1: I have been trying new recipes. That's one way that I'm passing time. I'm developing a lot of recipes for plant-based on a budget, but even if I wasn't doing that, I would be wanting to cook on my own anyway. And it's a good opportunity for me to play around in the kitchen with whatever random pantry staples I have left. So, uh, I recommend trying a new recipe every week. There are lots of cookbooks. Uh, There are lots of different websites that have vegan recipes. Just look it up on Pinterest or Google and happy cooking.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a really great opportunity if you have cookbooks to start working your way through it. Dan and I have been, we're new parents and so life has changed a lot and our cooking time now is sort of sacred. He would come home from work Tired, and I would be tired from being mom all day. And it gave us a chance to really just like do something together and enjoy good food rather than just like eating something lazy style like we had in the past. So we've been cooking our way through a lot of the world of vegan recipes, which has been really fun. So if you have a favorite blog, a cookbook, anything that you've just been meaning to get to, now is a really great time to do that. Then we wanted to just give a shout out to small businesses. I know there's been a lot out there about the suffering happening in small businesses. I can't talk. Small businesses may be suffering and to support them, we can shop from them. Now's a good time. We're home. If we're going to be buying things anyways, instead of buying from big corporations, let's focus on those small businesses that really, really need our support right now. And you can
1: also buy gift cards now so that they get the money that they need, but you can use it later. I know that a lot of vegan restaurants. Are, are doing that. They're really struggling. They're trying to take care of their staff with very strange hours and are under new city and state regulations. And one way that they're asking to be supported is to buy a gift card so that when everything calms down and goes back to normal, you can enjoy the gift card and you get
0: something out of it. It's not really a donation, but it helps them immediately. Yeah. And another really great way to support small businesses that you can do from the comfort of your own home with a little extra time that you have during the day is review them on Yelp or wherever they are online. Those reviews can make or break a business and having some really positive reviews, especially about like local vegan restaurants near you, or vegan shops, or just anything that uh, you feel like is is doing great business, and you want to support. Leaving a Yelp review will probably make them smile. If they're a small business, they're probably actually reading those reviews, and also can help them reach more people to help them beyond beyond even this little period of struggle.
1: You can also engage with them on social media give them some words of encouragement, like their posts and follow them on all platforms and including their email lists. Staying up to date on their email list will also help you save money if they have sales and tell you when they're back to regular business hours. So
0: definitely do that. Yeah, this is a hard time for people, especially in the the restaurant industry, but in many industries. And I've heard from several friends who are having to be continued being at work or stay on the lines and hearing a thank you from one person or just like a thank you for for the work that you're doing completely turns their day around. And so if we can take the time to do that to businesses, to doctors, to airport workers, to anyone that you know who has to go to work right now, um, let them know how appreciated they are and that you're thinking of them. I know that whenever
1: someone's nice to me, just in general, it really, really turns my day up upside,
0: right, right, right.
1: (laughs) the right, the white way.
0: (laughs) We're also recording this at 1030 at night so that my baby is asleep. (laughs) Yeah. So forgive our brains. It really makes my day even when
1: things are normal. So I, I imagine it just really dramatically brings them happiness to receive some kind of gratitude.
0: Absolutely. Be kind, be kind, everybody. Okay. Another thing we can do with extra time is learn something new. It could be a language, an instrument, photography, cooking. Cooking is a great one. Any skills that you might want to integrate in your life that you've just never had time for. If you are one of the people that is home more and has time on your hands, use that time. Don't just get lost in Netflix and in reading news and getting lost in social media, something that you'll look back and never have anything to show for it other than a kind of miserable existence during this period. Take this opportunity to better yourself and to just find elements of life that you can really enjoy and love. I'm learning, well, I just downloaded the app. So this is
1: on my way there. But I I downloaded the Pimsleur app so that I could learn a language. And there are other apps for languages like Duolingo. That's what my husband uses. That is free. So,
0: Yeah. that I actually just last week got contacted by Skillshare, which is something I've seen a lot of creators post about before. And I signed up as an affiliate with them. And I'm going to be taking some online photography classes. So that's what I wanted to brush up on. Um, but they also give me a link that gives people two months free Skillshare, and then you can cancel. You don't have to pay anything. So we can include that link in the show notes. If you guys are interested, they have all sorts. I was also kind of looking at guitar lessons because <laughs> I really wanted, I have a guitar. I want, I want to learn guitar and I just haven't had the time. Um, not that I have much time right now anyway, still d- even with all of this, but, um, Yeah, with my few months free on Skillshare, I want to make the most of it. (laughs) So that's a good
1: resource. You can also listen to podcasts. I learn a lot from podcasts. I listen to educational podcasts or podcasts that give me updates on what's happening around the world. So you can do that.
0: Absolutely. What you're doing right now, check. Good job, guys. (laughs) And yeah, speaking of podcasts, a big thing that you can be doing while you're listening to podcasts while you're stuck at home is sort of mindless activities, and one of the good one, one of the good ones to do is deep clean your home. All those projects you've been putting off forever, those closet shelves that have gotten a little chaotic over the months or years or um, whatever you need to deep clean in your life, take this opportunity to do that. Give Give your home and your space a little TLC and tidy. And while you're doing that, fill your brain with knowledge through podcasts. You can also
1: leave your home and go spend some time in nature. And Michelle had a really good tip that is, if you see trash while you're out in nature to pick it up, maybe bring a trash bag with you. I know that that's something that my in-laws have done for for Larry's birthday uh, a couple years ago for his birthday to celebrate. They went and picked up trash at the beach. <laughs> so if you, uh, if you, like Larry, find that fun, go spend some time in nature, unplug, put your phone away, put your computer away and spend time in nature, get it clean again, get I mean, nature clean again. That'll be nice and relaxing and therapeutic, I imagine.
0: I love that. And and similarly on that note is to move your body just because we're stuck inside. Let's not forget to go outside from time to time and move. You can do home exercises, obviously not a time to be going to the gym. You probably can't even, they're probably all closed, but you could do exercises at home. You can go on a walk, you can go for a run. Any of those solo activities are really, really great. There are some apps for that too that give you
1: workouts. So if you're used to having someone at the gym give you suggestions on movement class, you can still have that through either YouTube or on an app. You can practice yoga. You can do Zumba. I've done Zumba on YouTube. And it's, it's a little bit different,
0: but still makes it so that your body is moving. Awesome. Oh, and something we forgot to add to our list, but we have a whole podcast episode coming up about this soon in the coming weeks, but is meditation, which is something that Tony and I have both struggled to fit into our lives on an ongoing basis. But this could be a really great opportunity for you to be able to unplug, but unplug even more, even from your own house and your own space and your own family and just get into your own head, settle down, listen to something like the Headspace app and um, give yourself a chance to start that meditation practice.
1: And this is going to be our last one, but one that we feel is the most important. It is so scary and it's just so scary right now. And to have the uncertainty and the nervousness built in and pent up inside of us is enough to be overwhelming alone. But then when you go on Facebook and Instagram and you see a lot of negativity, it can really compact what you're already feeling and just become too much. So what I've been doing is hiding friends on Facebook. And I know this is not maybe not the nicest thing, but it really is helping me cope. I've been hiding friends who've been posting a lot of negative information and negative feelings. And also on Instagram, I'm muting people or straight up unfollowing them because I just need to make sure that my mental health is in a good Stable place to endure the unknown. And that is a lot already.
0: Definitely. We've talked about before deep cleaning your social media, and this is a really good chance to do that. And something that once you do it, it will not only pay off during this time period, but also well into the future. You want to be filling what is in front of your face on your phone all day, every day, pretty much with things that inspire you and make you feel happy and good. And get rid of the negativity. I love that one. And I think that we can
1: refer back to Bruce's episode from the holidays a little bit with this too, because just because we're turning off people on social media doesn't mean it's as easy to do when people are living in your house. But what we can do is just say, you know, I don't really want to talk about that and empower ourselves to keep our mental health as a priority, and to not engage when you don't want to.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, those are all the tips that we're going to go through right now. But we just want to let you guys know that this is such a difficult time for so many people. We feel for you. We're here for you. If we can support you in any way, please reach out to us and let us know. And really do what you can to, to the extent you can. Give, be kind, support each other other, reach out to your neighbors and just like be there for each other.
1: If you have extra toilet paper, give a roll to your neighbor, put one one in the free little library. Just give more than you take.
0: Yes, that's a beautiful, a beautiful way to end this episode. Give more than you take. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming for the remainder of the season on um, the 1st and the 15th of every month. So stay tuned, be kind, be safe. And we want to leave you with one challenge.
1: We encourage you to use some of your free moments if you should have them to leave a Yelp review to your favorite businesses, Um, especially the small businesses. They could really use the help in any way. And if, if you have even more time, go leave them a comment of, kindness and support and encouragement.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to leave us a review, you can do so over on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you're listening to this. We're wishing you all the very best. Our hearts go out to all of you who are struggling extra hard right now. We love you. Big hugs and hang in there. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.